We should have put at the beginning of this, don't listen to this episode with your kids, but I mean, you're here now. Welcome to All Right For A Mum. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you both? Good. Do you want us to introduce you? You're going to introduce yourself. Oh, I mean, who knows what disparaging things you might say about me if I leave it up to either of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go go on, Remy. Go on, go on. So, you yeah. is world class, baby. <laughs> um, Thank you. B is a mum of one. You are as a we. Yes, we are all. We're all mums of ones. Um, yeah, got a little one. And well, should I say? Should I say what you do? Should I say what you talk about? Where do you want me to um, start? I, I mean, it depends on kind of. I would say it depends on where my my life and you know and or the moon or my cycle or how much backlash I get as to what I talk about. Um, we have nice listeners. We have nice listeners. You guys are lovely. Yeah, you no, 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 no. I mean, it it really does depend. If someone were to go onto my profile today, everything's up. But there's sometimes where I'm just like, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to go on stories for a few weeks. Like, not worth know, it. Even in lockdown, I just kind of, people are like, feedback, where are you? It's quite nice, people are messaging me, but um, where are you? And I'm like, I'm just keeping my head above water, you know? Like, um, I don't have time for you, bitches. (laughs) No, but it's it's a lot. I think when you're a deeply feeling person, it's a lot. So I kind of, yeah, talk about lots of stuff, talk about, um, you know, just socio-political things. Um yeah politicizing being a mum being you know yeah a dual heritage person bringing up a little Aryan looking blonde thing (laughs) (laughs) you know that's my main that's my main steeds so should we start there because you said people ask you where you're at you've been at home yes since when um I want to say since the 17th of March I want to say the 17th. That is so specific. I love how you know exactly when it was and how many days now. Yeah, um, 50. Jesus. They say 50, yeah. And who are you isolating? Um, I'm I'm isolating with my almost four-year-old. She's going to be four in a fortnight. Um, She's a good kid. (laughs) But she's a kid, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And I keep saying to people, like, I'm like, I'm so fucking hashtag blessed that she is lovely, but even the loveliest child is an energy depleter at best. That's it. I feel like the same goes for adults as well, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't really reason with a child or leave it it on its (laughs) own. And I think it's just, um, oh, I just got really, really uh, self-conscious about that little cough that I did. Um, really? Thank you. <laughs> thank, you thank you, Rona, for that. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's ever going to be able to cough uh, comfortably again, even in their own home across a Zoom call. How are yeah, you feeling fine. about all of that? Like, how are you feeling about obviously self-isolating with for 50 days you've literally not yeah so um you know somewhat background and one of the things I I talk 
I just feel like sometimes I can feel like Instagram's very, very saturated with voices that um, are. Uh, I don't want to say better because it's not a. It's not to me. It's not a competition, and everyone's valuable. But I'm. I say that to other people. I kind of my self talk isn't always that that I'm as valuable, um, or you know, or as you know, like I I've I've got a few you know a few health issues. Um, following I had meningitis in 2012. So since pretty much since then, um, I've like been in like chronic pain and had rheumatoid arthritis, and I'm on like a, you know sometimes absolutely nothing and we go for you know meditation over medication but I have to acknowledge that it is you know it it does put me in the high risk category Um, and when you're the only person that somebody's got I kind of I probably would throw caution to the wind a little bit more if it was just me Um, but yeah I have that's why I've been I've literally like we've not set a foot outside the door for since mid-March. So how are you sort of coping with getting things that you need? Um, What's your system? Yeah, um, now I feel like there's a little bit more of a system. Um, I think a lot of it comes down to getting that bullshit pride out of the way. Um, Because even though, you know, kind of I've... uh, even prior to this, there's not, not all of my days are fucking easy days with this stuff. Um, and I do get, you know, the, I don't want to say added fear, but like I do get a fear that my, that, that my kind of stumbling blocks where health, where health is concerned are going to, you know, cause issues for my daughter down the line or, you know, like I had quite a bad fall in October and I just remember just for like three weeks just being like, why did I have a child? You know, this is so very, very selfish. And she was a very longed for, very tried for child as well. Um, why, did, why did I chase after that? How, how selfish. Um, and my life is sometimes dictated more by those issues than others. Um so you'd think that I'd be used to kind of like asking for help and but I'm really not like I'm terrible at it um I'm terrible so just one of those things that doesn't get easier yeah like I just think I, I just think sometimes people's personality traits or kind of when life is forced upon you um and I think you can go one of two ways when you're the the sole provider for a person um in some ways and I've seen how it's how it's um helped some people in being fallible in being kind of finding that strength in their vulnerability and but sometimes yeah great like that's that's me like I'm like oh yeah I'm such a multifaceted and you know a strength in my weakness and but more often than not I'm just steadfast very much like that fierce lioness that okay well everyone else is you know we've we've been I've been fucked over by health I've been fucked over by you know the baby father that all these extreme external forces and yeah so it took me a couple of weeks to be honest to 
be like, shit has hit the fan. Um, we hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now, I must say, it's a case of support. I don't want to be like, oh, supporting small businesses because I feel like, you know, a lot of that, again, is just like a kind of, it's a buzzword, isn't it? Like, and, and, and I don't think it is. Maybe we can feel like, oh, only the upper echelons of society can really, um, you know, be buying, you know, handcrafted Scandi toys all the time and, you know, organic produce all the time. But genuinely, the market trader, um, you know, fruit and veg, uh, a couple of fruit and veg vendors near me um, posted on like community site on a popular social networking site. Um, you can yeah, see well, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's just like, you know, it's on, on, on the old uh, rhymes with Smace book, um, they, <laughs> they put up, <laughs> they put up, Oh, you know, we're struggling, red tete, you know, and so I've been getting, you know, fruit and veg delivered every week, like really, really well priced, and it's and I know that it's helping this fella out, and obviously it's helping us out. The bulk of what we eat is uh, vegetables anyway, um, but yeah, we've kind of we're getting into the groove of it, and I kind of don't, in so many ways, don't want the band to be lifted for that reason because I know where I stand now yeah you found your you found your way our parents did it our parents parents did it I bet you know and I kind of Mm. I feel like yeah you know yeah yeah cool we're gonna have lentil curry every day for six weeks babe but (laughs) (laughs) still eating I'm saying like it's it's all it's it's an absolute it's an absolute blessing and I know that there are there are bigger, there are bigger problems. This is half of my issue is that I, you know, despite what's on my plate, I'm always, I can't help but, but um, worry and think about what's going on for other people, you know, so. Speaking of, you are the soul carer for your baby girl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So even before we had a lockdown or anything like that, you've always mm. done, you know, you've done her life just you and her how is yeah. that you know a lot of people have co-parents and different setups and for you it's just you and her so how is that for you um what, in, what as far as lockdowns concerned no so even before lockdown oh in general yeah your um, so your life pre-lockdown yeah well you know kind of just I've just moved back across the country back to uh back to the metropolis um in kind of like full speed to be in it you find you know all these kind of empty supposedly you know kind of seemingly false platitudes of like you find your tribe and all of that stuff and i think you know that's you know it's a it's a it's a bit fucking vacuous isn't it and we won't go into why on earth you would want to bandy around the word tribe as if we very uncomfortable isn't it it's yeah it's very it's very very strange it's very strange like don't ever say you find your tribe or that's my spirit animal around me like it's not it's it's, I'm always going to pick you up on that shit but it does take a village all of those things and although it's it may seem like bullshit that's kind of been that's 
been my experience again when you're humble enough to just go oh um I need you you know um but yeah it's 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 difficult it's difficult to try and navigate the two things don't really go hand in hand that well like having Mm. to do things by yourself and being Mm. the only person all the feelings that come with that Mm. um and that identity that comes with that doesn't lend itself very well to asking for help and being like hands up like I'm vulnerable it's not something easy to do completely and I feel like I feel like um in all honesty like I've had to compromise so much um as to what I thought my parenthood would look like what I thought you know how it would feel to be a mother now my daughter was my ninth pregnancy you know she's and I don't have nine youths running around you know so I (laughs) knew (coughs) I knew I knew when I was carrying her that I took it very I'm not saying other people don't but I do take being someone's parent very very seriously and yeah. I do think that I'm yielding a like I, I hardly ever refer to oh you know you're a baby I'll try or whatever as much as I love her and w- want to keep her small and of course my own self-centered reasons I just want to smudge her forever but I do think of her as an adult in training and I kind of that's for me to be I don't put that on her you know but internally I do I do take it very seriously and and there were certain things that were I thought immovable to me when I was kind of first starting out um on my journey you know kind of when when I met her you know um and that I've had to compromise on completely against my better judgment (laughs) because there is no other income in the household or because my humanity and my womanhood cannot also be compromised because of being a parent. You know, it's really, really, really hardcore. Like sending her to school. I know that Corona aside, she's due to start um, primary school in September. And I promise you that was number one on my list that she was never going to, she was never going to be in, she was, I was going to homeschool her you know but I was also yeah I thought the same I was also always gonna have a partner you know it's kind of like this wasn't the plan yeah not at all (laughs) um but you know maybe maybe you know all all, all of you guys listening can just all follow me and the grandma can take my you out of school she doesn't have to be indoctrinated by Babylon and uh you can just (laughs) we can just we can just live in we yeah we can just live in infinite wisdom just teach each other and and you guys can i can do a couple of um yeah rhymes with schmello blesh ads and yeah hey mate don't worry i got that covered yeah mate right well you okay well you wire your fees over to me and i'll just i'll just homeschool my kids i'll homeschool yours I'll too there. i'll be the that's first one and carry on my soul on the internet for years that's fine i'm up for it you're so <laughs> selfless thank you for your offer this is a verbal contract thanks everyone for listening everyone can hear yeah it's on record carry on how are you doing with the lockdown how are you finding it I've had lots of different situations throughout lockdown. I've been mm. like, so obviously I moved to London and I'm near Rivstad now. 
so I was in like Cheshire Cheshire yeah. um sounds posher than it was Remy's been she knows um yeah, I've been to Cheshire as well you're from not far from there aren't you well yeah pe- pe- people people in my family of origin I've I've I certainly am not <laughs> I certainly am not no, no shade but Nah. <laughs> um yeah so we meet here so now we're closer to Bib's dad so he's having him half the time like we're doing one week on one week off mm. which is this is the most time like Bib's five and a half now this is the most time he's ever spoken with his dad so he's like having the best time ever and yeah. I'm like having a shock to the system like a week a solid a solid week as well yeah. it's not like oh you know, knock a few days off either side. Like it's Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. So Riv's just having time with his life. Um, I've gone from like having Riv on my own for a week and then being on my own for a week. And then Sam's been here and then Sam's daughter's been here. So I've had no kids by myself. I've had one kid by myself. I've had just me and Sam. I've had me, Sam, and Riv. I've had me, Sam, Riv, and Sam's daughter. <laughs> oh my it's God. Just been like, to me, like it's, that's just the all, all the variables. I honestly, like, I the one of the when I knew that lockdown because obviously I we started isolating a few days before in you know lockdown was in force. Yeah, yeah. It was like I think you know five or six days or something before. And um, so, but I knew it was coming and there was conversations of, you know, what's going to happen. And we were all kind of readying up, you know, and then <coughs> I had a conversation with a couple of my friends separately, like single female friends saying, I'm not being funny, like, but will you come and, will you come and I like, because at that point as well, like I could have risked someone new coming into the environment, of course, because we'd only just, what well, we'd been outside the day before, you know. Um, yeah, yeah but as time has gone on after the first two weeks I was petrified for my life guys I'm not gonna lie mm. because every day I was like okay are we out of the woods now can we relax a little bit into it because the first yeah. two weeks I didn't know whether it was gonna you know bang I'm gonna get a cough I'm gonna you know fall apart um and but the, yeah the first the first like day or two I was saying to some of my girls like please will you come and isolate with me because not because I feel like ill-equipped at all, but because I knew it was going to be a long time. I didn't know at that point it was going to be 12 weeks plus, but I knew it was going to be a long time. And, and why also, like you know, why sell myself short? I didn't know how serious it was at that time, but um, I knew that it was, you know, like, yeah, why, why not make them the most of it and have not, you know, a jolly up, but a nice, time and a shared a shared experience with people that i care about but yeah i love that i love that all of the if you can do it safely why the why the hell not like well to be honest i think at first i was a bit like i didn't really want any of it to happen Mm, really and then well yeah because ribstard lives with three other people like i said in the episode we did with the family lawyer he's got three housemates there's four people that live in that house i don't know what they're doing And then, obviously, Sam's daughter lives, like, quite far away. She's, like, two hours away in the car. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know what's going on over there. Not that I don't trust anyone in any of the houses, but you can't – you don't – you're not with them every minute of every day. You don't know. 
So <clears throat> for the first few weeks, I was just like, don't like, don't like any of this. I was like, don't want to go to the shop. I didn't leave the house at all for yeah. two solid weeks. Yeah, I remember. Like, I wouldn't go out. I was very much like, you know, but then after the first three weeks, um, and we realized it was going to go on for another three weeks, I was like, okay, this is a really long time for Sam to not see his daughter. Like, everyone felt the same. And then I started to relax a bit more about River going to his dad. He was still going anyway, obviously, because we're, like, 10 minutes away from each other. Um, But it started to feel a little bit easier about that. And, like, River's dad is now seeing someone, and he's mentioned going to see her on his week off from having River. And he's like, would you be okay with that? Would you still let me have River after that? And I'm like, oh, where does she live? Who does she live with? Who's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but this oh. is the thing, isn't it? This is the thing, like, and I feel I like... I can't say no. <laughs> well, this is... So my fear now is not... Like I said before, like, I've kind of got... We've got into the, the swing of things, and, you know, um, I know that we're getting... <laughs> live with weekly. I'm kind of... I've been ferreting away stuff, because obviously I turned... I mean... Carrie and I's birthday is the same weekend. Like I turned thirty, completely isolated um, mm. a couple of weeks ago, and it's my daughter's birthday in another two weeks. So, and, well, and we're still going to be isolated. So, I've been since the beginning ferreting. You don't think about yourself, do you? But I've been ferreting stuff away from her, for her, not from her. <laughs> yeah, I haven't given her any <laughs> toys this whole time. No, <laughs> I've been uh, yeah, just kind of getting stuff. Um, in little increments as much as I can or you know I got I'm god like because I'm just glutton for punishment I've got a given um a doll's house um a few Mm. months ago and I'm like at night like sanding it down trying to repaint it so I can give it to her for her birthday um hashtag budget mums um I (laughs) so but and it's kind of like in some ways, yeah, okay, that's great. And if I was someone else, then it might be seen as like, yeah, really bougie. And well, maybe I could set it on Etsy. Um, but you know, this is Etsy. <laughs> my hand's been forced. You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. um, poverty ain't rampant. But I kind of feel like my fear is not staying inside in what is now a safe bubble, where I know that. I mean, I've got a bin bag taped over my letterbox, girls. Like, honestly, look at, and I, and when she goes to bed, any post that's come, which isn't a lot, but, you know, just to make sure I then disinfect it. Like, I'm still moving yeah. that serious. Like, I can't afford not to. But my fear is when the ban is lifted, so the world is kind of, okay, let's, you know, get moving. And the her father, as much as he's been understanding of, actually do you know what no I'm not gonna bring her to the other side of London for her for you to see her for an afternoon um I feel like it's gonna be I've got I'm in the worst of both worlds like I've got no support no one to run these kind of life-affirming questions but I like oh what's gonna happen when it's lifted but equally there's this kind of lurking someone that's gonna be very upset that if I that I'm gonna say no, actually, you still can't see her because you do still live in a shared house and I do still have to go by public transport to to drop her off. And, you know, it's, that's not going to happen on June yeah. the 15th when it's lifted. I'm not going to suddenly be like, oh, everything's sweet because the numbers aren't zero yet. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be my next question. Like, what, what do you think you're going to do when, you know, everything starts getting back to normal? Are you going to just remain well, as I- you are? Honestly, I can I, I cannot possibly tell you. And this is the thing for the last two days that's been 
you know, keeping me up overnight <coughs> is that um is that I just you know, and I don't I don't use this I don't use this term <laughs> lightly at all. And you know, it's you know, kind of there's lots that I don't share on social media, but I really don't use this term lightly at all. But I do feel like the government is kind of like really using quite a lot of like gaslighting techniques, like because we're the only kind I don't always I don't want to get political and then get really fucking political, but we're the only country that is quite quite flagrantly not using you know masks when we're out and about that's kind of been really vague about how much exercise you can have and oh okay on Sunday supposedly we're going to be able to just visit one other house I've got what what if you both decided to visit one person's house you know so you've both adhered to the rules but then there's three households in one and it's like wait actually this is all really really fucking vague and you're going to tell me that I've got to go back to work, I've got to go back to uni, I've got to send my child into a place where there's hundreds of other families then, yeah. you know, the children of hundreds of other families, and 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 that's okay, even though every other country has looked at how we've dealt with this pandemic, like, are you okay, hon? Like, it, it, really, really, it's, it's mad, like, Italy only lifted their um, lockdown, when the numbers had decreased, like weeks after the numbers had decreased, and it is mandatory to wear masks if you're out and about, and you can only be out for, you know, they haven't opened all businesses. Schools are not going to be open this year. In America, schools are not going to be open this academic year, you know? Yeah, no, it's so true because my, um, so I, I like had a bit of an interesting conversation with my godfather and usually we don't have any friction. For those of you yeah. who don't know, my godfather lives in Panama and in Panama mm. at the moment, their current system is that men go out on Thursdays and Fridays for two hours and mm. the mm. hours that they can go out are based on their social security cards. So if the final number is four, they yeah. can go out for two hours on a Tuesday and a Thursday between four and 6 p.m. Right. And women and children go out on a Monday, a Wednesday and a Friday for two hours. Mm. If you're in the same household as somebody of the opposite gender, you cannot go out at the same time as a family. And yeah. from Friday night yeah. to Monday morning, 9 a.m., the entire country's on lockdown. So wherever you are on Friday night, you stay there until Monday morning. And so... Mm. For me, the system that I've been following is, is quite interesting, actually. So for six weeks, I had four days apart from Sana. And that was when she was with my co-parent. And then since then, for the past two weeks, I've had... She's away with her with her dad this weekend. So altogether, I think it's like six or eight nights in the past eight weeks. Mm. And um, to do that, I, have, I started self-isolating on the 17th as well, funny enough. Um, and I knew that because I think the 31st was two weeks afterwards. And I was like, okay, so I have to wait until the 31st yeah, yeah, yeah. to know if I'm unwell or not. Um, yeah. And so that's the system that we've been using. And my godfather was like, what do you mean you're going to let her potentially go out and see, you know, like go to her co-parents? And I was like, why not? And he was like, our country is on lockdown. Like, yeah. this is the yeah. system. Um, and when we originally spoke, the country was on lockdown and everybody was allowed to go out five days a week for two hours. But then yeah. to do like virus control, they reduced yeah. it even more and restricted it even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so really interesting seeing obviously how everybody's dealing with things. But like you said, Fee, in terms of 
obviously like co-parenting all of that you mentioned that it was like for an afternoon so in the majority of your life you Mm. have your daughter basically 100% of the time how are you feeling about even though obviously I mean yeah I do but like we we don't spend a lot of time indoors yeah so how are you feeling about that even like just putting her back into like nursery and all those kind of things yeah it's um I mean I I will I will categorically like I will go on record and say my kid is not setting foot in a school setting anytime soon like I'll, I'll, and I'll bear the brunt of that. I'll bear the brunt of that where work's concerned. But I'm scared. I'm scared because in September I'm due to go back in. I'm due to go back into education. Like I'm supposed to be going back to university. And as much as that, you know, that's taken me. You know, any obviously, like I'm, I'm like a old hag now. Like I'm sure anyone can understand that going back into that kind of the humility that comes with that, the kind of the soul searching, all of that. You know, I don't want to deep it, but it's been a big deal. And to know that, to know that potentially that's not going to happen, um, is you know that's hard. My ego doesn't like that, but I can only advocate for myself and my daughter. Like that's my ultimate role, um, and. I feel like, you know, the reason I say that, you know, it's kind of gaslighting, uh, it feels it feels that, like it touches on something in me that recognises these tactics because I feel like that choice is being taken away by how these, how these you know, I don't want to say men, but how majority men in power are moving mad. Like, how can you have a, pre- how can you be instilling um, hope and confidence in the people of a country and telling them how they should be kind of um protecting themselves and and the people in their community if if you're doing press conferences and you're not wearing masks you know there's no other 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 countries are not doing that they're not having the press come in like just all like (sighs) breathing all over each other um you know and i feel like actually my choices my choices are going to be taken away when my hand is forced like i cannot live off the land I live in zone two. Like <laughs> that I, is a quote. <laughs> no, um, I I am going to have it, uh, these things that are supposedly my choice, your choice as parents. Um, are it's not my choice. I'm not going to have a choice. Come, you know. Yeah, I might have a choice mid June. Yeah, I might still have a choice like July. Oh, summer holidays. Oh, look how that rolled around so quick. Like cool. Um, yeah, I've got a choice as to whether come June I start thinking, uh, looking at options as to whether we can go out for walks. You know, I've, I've got masks, I've got um, the things that, you know, the correct filters for the masks. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not just going. Oh yeah, I'm just going to throw a little, you know, little silk scarf around my, around my mouth. Like it's, I'm, I, this is serious for me um, because I'm seeing my my friends in other countries like they're having this stuff implemented and they feel better for it even though it feels like maybe mm. you would look on the surface it's um it's an affectation of your liberty to be told you can't leave your house without a mask but actually just what like it me like i feel that it's worse to just go oh no everything's cool and i told you it's cool just send your kids into this danger zone <laughs> like it's no i don't think no. that's okay and then um, can we talk to you because you said obviously you're talking about the things you don't feel you have choices about but you also mm. spoke about you know the child you're raising and mm. you are quite vocal about 
the kind of things you teach her. So you, I think it used to say that you were raising an ally in your bio. Yeah, your dog. yeah. It does How do still. you do that for, like, you know, obviously for parents who do that or don't know how to or what for you what does that look like and how what kind of tools and resources do you use to do that um well first and foremost from <coughs> i'd say from day yeah from day dot like from the minute that um books literature you know anything like she wasn't really we weren't really ones to watch tv or films when she was like the baby baby you know but um but yeah just just making sure that her literature reflects the world that she inhabits not just you know the face that she's got um and you know when when I said that I moved across the country my obviously you can tell by the setup of my life that was not to um enmesh myself in a proactive co-parenting relationship um even though it does mean that I'm closer to um my daughter's other parent it was because where we were living in the countryside on the coast, um, everyone in my daughter's nursery looked like my daughter. And for me, that was completely unacceptable. And they can't help it. But it was, again, what can we actually, what are the variables in any of our children's lives that we can control? And sometimes it can feel these things are out of our control, but they're not. We're just not trying hard enough. So you best believe I put my ute on the train and travelled 80 miles back to central London um, to bring her up. And yeah, it meant negating the garden. And yeah, it meant, you know, obviously I didn't know a pandemic was going to hit and actually I could do with a garden. But, you know, it, these things um, are vital. I think that um, having conversations with her now that she's almost four, having conversations with her that, um include important historical figures you know like my little blonde blue-eyed child can tell you who Angela Davis is and you know do you know what I mean it's I think um to understand that our country is made up of lots of people that were not born in this country and they are just as much a part of the community they're just as much part of the rich tapestry of this country those are the those are the conversations that I think are age appropriate to have um you know to point out that to 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 make an active conscious choice to point out what you know just beautiful traits in her friends without fetishizing them like um not being like oh yeah look at such and such as hair like look at your cousin's hair look at your friend's hair like isn't it like just like when she noticed because she they do begin to notice oh my hair's yellow she notices different things with me with her you know with any friend um but to make it not it, it is i'm not gonna lie like it's a hard measure to get between being like oh isn't this person incredible with their dark skin and their afro like you know of course you don't want to over what do they say it's like really over egg it over egg it I was gonna say it's like the most non-vegan saying ever like in there but um but just when when she brings things to me 
not not steering away from a conversation and increasingly she will bring things to me whether it's about people she sees on the tv whether it's about issues that she sees that mommy gets upset about or you know just having a well-rounded history you know having a well-rounded um understanding of her heritage um and the country that she just happened to be born in as well which are obviously for us and our family two separate things and i think for most families um you know there is a relative in a fact that you know whether it's whether they're from a country um on the diaspora or whether it's you know there's no no one's just like oh yeah i was born in england and my granny was born in england my granny's granny was born in england and my granny you know so it's you know and i think that's what it is isn't it it's just like pointing out um and and acknowledging now now that she's older acknowledging that people that that look like people she loves and people that look like her played a part in not being kind to people that look different to them and that's really really fucking out of order (laughs) um agreed you know like and, and and there's and it is difficult because I don't think it's appropriate to coat anyone off to a three-year-old and make them scared or make them question who they are, whoever they are. You know, I I don't, I equally don't want my daughter to feel like she's in any way, you know, it's really fucking difficult. Um, But I feel like I do that across the board and, and I, you know, I have a very, you know, my daughter's an empath and she is, very kind you know and I know we'd all say the same about our kids but but some yeah, she is she really you know, is like she, she's um she's a very she's a you know she's a very measured little person and um and I and I do feel like that is because that is because we have measured conversations and and it's and 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 people you know as much as as much as your questions about obviously about the BAME community and 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 being you know kind of um and like you said bringing up an ally I do I do consciously do that across the board I do consciously do that across the board and I am quite you know I've always been quite conscious of the of the stuff that she reads and um you know her right now she'd tell you 100% I could tell you like I mean she'd wake up and tell you herself but (laughs) <laughs> the people most she will not stop going on she will not stop stop going on about um a lady called natalie detoit at the moment and she's a south african paralympian swimmer and um that's that she's just she's just obsessed by it and i don't know how even like she came across her but so you know for her birthday like i've got her like a um a barbie with a prosthetic leg and just like i just feel like of course why would why would why would i shield her from something that is beautiful and normal and acceptable and you know why would i who who am i to do that um the world is a rich and beautiful place and i'm excited for her to find that out more for herself um and i'll facilitate it for her as long as she lets me so my family of origin like my my father's side of the family come from a plate a tiny tiny island um in the grenadines called saint vincent um and, and, and my mum and my mum's from Carrie's neck of the woods. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. So I 
so my so obviously my family vary hugely um in terms of race and and you know religion and ideology and all all of those things um so it's but but a major kicker of it is obviously the majority of them do still live in the West Indies or in America and my father who was over here and obviously procreated made me made my brothers well whatever um, <laughs> and he would be he would obviously be you know a massive beacon of of information of inspiration of, of kind of like but he passed a couple of years ago so I feel like I do feel like it's um it's it's a tricky one and especially as you know in some areas of my life or the world I'm not considered you know I'm not seen as um, a person of dual heritage so it's but but also it's it's a great that's a great springboard and um, learning tool for my daughter to understand that you know melanin be popping in on all kinds of levels um so and and heritage is kind of like more than skin deep isn't it but but there is an acknowledgement of how the world perceives her aunties her uncles her friends that um you know are without a doubt unequivocally black thank you for well said yeah and that's how you diversify your child's life I mean, like more. I mean, it's yeah, more fire. The older, the older she gets out. I mean, I'm, you know, when when I say to people, oh, I don't hide anything from my child. It's like obviously I'm not, but I'm talking in age appropriate ways. Like I'm not, but no, I wouldn't. And any question she asks me, it's my job. I don't really feel like I've got any other job as her mum, but to answer the questions that she brings to me, you know. And I and I'm not, and I'm not proud. I'm not too proud. I mean, I'm a very proud woman in all other areas of my life, but I'm not too proud to say I don't know and to bring other people into equipping her because if 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 she's not a well-rounded, kind, strong ally, then 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 that's another generation fucked. Like I just off that's how, that's how I feel. So I put this to Instagram. And more so than questions, I got sent lots and lots of messages from people saying that their co-parent is using this as an excuse to not see their kids. So Mm. like overwhelmingly more so than any questions, that is what my inbox is full of right now. That and people saying they miss um, and people saying that they're having lots of wanks. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say. Those are like the top two. (laughs) I don't feel like I feel like the conversation was I feel like maybe you were anticipating it would be more about wanking. <laughs> There's so, right? so many messages about wanking. Because that's what I saw on kind of the feed when people were responding to you. There was lots of you're all just a yeah. bunch of wankers. No, it's true though. It is true yeah. and I feel like I called it the self sex renaissance in my my capture. Yeah. Because it's you know it's not just the wanking, it's the, um, well, it is just the wanking, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, who are you trying to kid? Some of us don't have to just be wanking, though, Carrie. Like, come on, you've been, uh, like, locked down with the cock down. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, what? Carrie's been, ha- Carrie's been on an enforced cock down. <laughs> I, I definitely, in my house. 
I definitely think self-care is important and like you know you take care of yourself and you can have different types of fun mm. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day um and I sent over some like links to buy some good stuff to enjoy themselves and have them a good time because they were like yeah. oh like I'm just not busting nuts and I was like what yeah. lying I have personally started up erotic writing okay like oh you started that yeah I started that friend so it's really lit like I have a piece that I shared with Fee and I was gonna say am I letting on that like (laughs) she has yeah she started erotic writing uh, oh well now I'm just offended you're offended I didn't send it to you well like Fee said you're not down with the cock down so you know hey I have still been buying sex toys I've been finding time yes, for myself yes she has god I feel like, yeah. I feel like the two of you inadvertently have been like trying to sex me up you've been getting me free yeah. you don't even realise you are Harry's been sending me links Remy's been sending me voice notes I yeah, sent things really like <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carrie just hotted herself up. Did we hear that? Did we catch it? <laughs> I said, no, I found this really cute book plug, right? It's like pale pink glass, but like the outside bit that sticks out of your butthole is glass like a heart. Ass. Yeah, ass glass. It's like a little heart. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was only 20 quid. I was like, Faye, look at this. It's our 30 I've seen. It's before our birthday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then I saw Lauren. Um, I don't know if you follow Lauren. Um, used to be Dylan and me. I think she's Lauren Ashley Gordon oh, yeah. now. And it's yeah, the you know, Oh my god, nearly five hundred people have bought that off her recommendation mm-hmm. using her discount code. I was one of them. That thing is unreal. That is not like anything else I've ever used in my life. Really, really. Oh, see, I it's feel cheap, like- man. It's only like thirty odd quid, so it's not expensive no. for a sex toy. No. See, I feel like I kind of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I kind of. I was in. Um, I was in like quite a vanilla controlling thing before, right? So I kind of like, it was like one of those, you don't need any toys, like all you need, oh yeah, all right, yawn, yawn, yawn. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. so I feel <laughs> like I kind of, the last, the last like year, 18 months, I was kind of just like finding my groove, so to speak. That's what I mean, that's the euphemism. Slightly wanking. Yeah, like, um, and I, but I felt so embarrassed. I felt so embarrassed because the other day I was unpacking. I've, I say I've not long moved. Obviously, even six months ago, I was unpacking some boxes, and I was like, oh, like I literally, like, found, <laughs> I literally found like three toys. And but now I'm not. I'm like, oh well, I've done all right without them. Like I'm, I'm a little bit scared, but a little bit hesitant to kind of. Also, when you're locked down with a fucking four-year-old well almost four-year-old that's having nightmares about her dad and her granny getting the germs I was like waking up every fucking hour yeah, like I feel like I feel me. like I don't really want to be you're just gonna have to do like the service wank not the luxurious wank so yeah, yeah luxurious well, this is what I've been doing four times yeah. a day mate four times a day like literally like hang on a second you're like Sam four times huh? a day yeah, like just what? a cheeky one. Like I what? timed myself the other day. <laughs> How I many times do you work? I don't work four times okay. a day. I'm, I just thought... You do it every day? No, I don't work every day. Like I'm... So I... I'm, no, I don't work every day. I'm like... So there... Guys, get on your Google. I am what is called an erotophile, which means that actually a lot of my sexual pleasure comes from conversation. I'm a writer. It's obvious, cliche, whatever. Laugh at yeah. it. I don't care. So yeah. like... That means that a lot of my 
arousal sometimes it takes time like talk to me nice mm. i mean time slow it Real. down um i mean i like that too but i'm not talking to myself i'm just getting the job done yeah sometimes but like, i just needed to change my mood like to introduce some new hormones into my body no, a little I, have a therapist, on with the I have a therapist so like <laughs> it's not the same thing man it is. it's totally different your therapist can't give you what a wank will give you my, and I'm not therapist can talk to, my therapist can talk to me about why i use masturbation to avoid my problems like she's deep are you to avoid your problems or are you just having a wank Sometimes, well, before it was to avoid my problems, but now... Yeah, I mean, I feel like, to be honest, I didn't, I, I, I didn't masturbate for, like, the first three and a half weeks of lockdown. Like, literally, like, for the first... Yeah, so I'd say the first three weeks, I felt like I felt like I was completely... I had no... I'm very... For me, like, when I say four times a day, I just mean, like... Like, I don't want to say in and out, but I just mean, like, literally, it is just... Like I've woken up and I'm like, oh, you know, is that a tennis ball in my pants? Or are you just happy to see me? No, but like just, and it's just, it is, a, it's only a physical level thing. Like, yeah. it's not, um, it's not even, oh God, I feel so. No, I can go five days without a wank and then I can have yeah. like, bang it out for three days. But then also the night before my period, I always have like, I don't even Mad. know how to describe it. It's, and at first, I didn't know yeah. what it was. I didn't know what was going yeah. on. Not, not I didn't know what it was, but I just was like, oh my God, I had <laughs> incredible wank last night. Yeah. My period's come this morning. And then it yeah. happened. Yeah. I always used to think I'd brought it on. Yeah. Like, you know, like I kind of like surged it out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So it's just that like all the estrogen and all the good hormones. There's a lot yeah. of blood there. Yeah basically there's a lot of like there's a lot of your body's giving that area also your vagina sometimes feels different even like if you're with a partner they mm. can feel that it feels different the fatty it gets all like <laughs> you know <laughs> chunky. Yeah. we should have put at the beginning of this don't listen to this episode with your kids but i mean you hear now that's some science yeah yeah but yeah to be honest that was what most people were saying that and obviously there's been a lot of people saying that their co-parents are using this as an excuse I not to see their kids um obviously because some people are just waste but that and a lot of people are just being like <laughs> but i feel like but i do genuinely feel like i do genuinely feel like that okay so it's it's yeah of course it's waste to be moving like that of course it is but I feel like it's equally ways to be like, okay, well, you have to bring your kids here. Do you know what I mean? Like, and which is the situation. Oh, from the co-parent point of view. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, I I can't, I will not and cannot take my child to the other side of London. um, What's the the difference of the virus between the 15th and the 16th of June? Like, yeah. Not a fat lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and you're and you're expecting you're expecting a child to stay in a place where there are lots of other people. And I don't mean like man's not in a flat share, like this is like a um what's it called? Like a guardian I've got like a there's lots of other people living in the building and it's like a big shared kitchen, like a guardianship, you know, where they like take over a whole like pub or something legally. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like loads of people do it. Central London. Have a look. It's actually really, really good. It's really, really super cheap rent. Like because yeah. you know these type of things. It's split between so many people. Yeah, but um, 
Okay, so they pay rent. I thought you were talking about like a squatting for a second. No, 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 no. Um, no, it's like it's what councils get people to do, like build it's to stop buildings get like um plowed down. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like pubs or old office buildings. Old the point is that there's loads of people in there, so you didn't want a an environment. Well, no, the point is there's loads of people in there, so I'm not even when it's lifted gonna want her in the environment and I have to get public transport to get there. I, I'm looking I'm looking at oh where can I buy a bicycle from so I can start cycling into uni in September. Because I'm now completely petrified to get on the tube. Like the thought of it yeah. gives me, and this is like London born and bred. Like the, the thought of it gives me such fear. How is life going to happen again? And I think when you're the only person that's making these decisions on behalf of someone, and you know, and it's literally, you know, that's like, it. I think a lot of like no. the cause of anxiety for a lot of people is the fact that they are completely solo parenting. Yeah, and if something happens to them, like there's a there's a fear. Um, you know this that this is me in this situation i feel like you know the choice has been taken away but even more so like the voices of the marginalized and fame community uh, that, who so many of them are also now grieving their families as well yeah. um, because mm-hmm. there's unequivocally been more deaths in that denomination of society and they're already voiceless do you know what i mean and it's like the these people that have died who are you know without a doubt more BAME people than any other sect um, are being, you know, chalked up as these selfless heroes and afar to be expected to go back into the workforce yet again. Like, when there's tangible proof that this country's never given a shit about the marginalised. So if you if you are chronically ill, if you are disabled, if you are in, in from the BAME community, if, if you are a single parent, like, you're genuinely just going to have to pull your socks up and fucking get on with it within the space of a day and I'm just like you know like Lamar said it is there any justice in the world no as the BAME community we're going through it in a, in a very different way and we're thinking of everybody who's listening and at home and we hope you're all safe yeah thank you guys for listening um we hope that you've enjoyed the conversation as always it's all right for some but you're all right for a mum you can find us on instagram at all right for a mum my instagram is Sade. Carrie, Fee, oh, what I keep expecting you to say um, at Books Baby and Back. <laughs> We've been over about a year now. <laughs> I know, it's just like it sticks in my brain. Um, I am at Nersa, that's M-R-E dot S-O-E-U-R. And Fee, do you want to share yours? Yeah, I'm at Two Fees in a Pod. Um, and if anyone south of the river wants to hit me up for a home, for a, you know, some kind of homeschooling community, so for us to not send our youth <laughs> back there, um, you know, yeah, hit me up. 